All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hurry up, quick. It's a New Tech City quickie. This is Manoush Zamarodi, host of New Tech City, and this is a New Tech City quickie. Short conversations with interesting people. And joining me now is someone I see a lot around tech events here in New York City. He's got a pretty exciting vision of how education is going to be transformed. Transformed by techies and others who are taking teaching our kids into their own hands, not just leaving them in schools. Andrew Roche, he is chairman of New York Tech Meetup, which has over... 35,000 members. He's the founder of the news website techpresident.com, and he's the founder of mouse.org, which trains kids to become tech experts in their schools. Hi, Andrew. Hey there. I feel like there are so many things we could talk about, but what I find so interesting is that you are really at the intersection of nonprofits, startups, and what you call civic innovation. So tell us how you define civic innovation. Well, civic innovation is the idea that all of this connectivity that we have that's happening all around us is having an impact on not just politics, but government and governance and how people actually relate to their city. The normal way we would think about civic engagement would be you go vote, maybe join a community board. But we're actually seeing now that this connectivity allows people to be much more engaged, not only because they are able to connect with each other, but members of the you know, of, of government are now more connected and are actually starting to listen. So there's more of a feedback loop and there's more of an opportunity for a uh, sort of a 21st century democracy because of all this connectivity. And because of this kind of connected democracy, you are seeing people who run tech companies getting more involved, and specifically in schools and in infrastructure, right? So maybe another way of defining this idea of civic innovation is really rolling up your sleeves and getting involved in, well, helping improve parts of the city that are normally run by the government, right? The tech industry knows that the city government has a lot of say about public policy, things like broadband or how how much education on science and math are taught in public schools. But they're also realizing that government doesn't understand technology very well. So the tech community is rising up and saying, we can actually help here. We can actually develop programs, go into public schools, and start teaching science and math, teaching teachers, and actually building the future that we want as opposed to waiting for the government to respond or waiting for us to make us some money that we're going to set aside to show that we're civically engaged. I mean, and that's what I see a lot, though, with tech people is sort of like, oh, I don't really want to deal with the government. They're so inefficient. I'm just going to go do it instead of going through the normal channels. So is the government finally catching up here? Are we starting to see a tipping point? Are we starting, are we going to see um, sort of 
the tech community becoming a block, a sector when it comes to voting? Well, well, first of all, tech community really represents the complete transformation of New York. It's not just startups anymore. It's right that all the traditional industries now are realizing that they have to become digital in order to succeed in the 21st century. So it's more uh, what I would call the Internet public, people who for whom the Internet is central to their lives economically, socially, culturally, or even spiritually, who are now thinking, okay, what can I do to not only make money but to make the world a better place? And they're, they are, in a way, not rooting around government, but they're starting to build tools and applications and platforms that are useful for people in their civic lives. And in some cases, they're partnering with government because government's now making more data available, people are collecting more data, and they're starting to build these relationships where there's actual traction around solutions to to problems. So at the risk of sounding like a Gen X New Yorker and slightly cynical, when you say making the world a better place, is it partly that there are actually business opportunities here because potentially municipal budgets have been cut so badly that this is a chance for them to get in on it? Can you give me an example? Sure. So, uh, you know, yes, municipal budgets are being cut and there isn't much that government can do, right? But uh, here in New York, developing programs to teach people, uh, students in public schools, science and math is not an easy thing. It's a cash-intensive process. So, for example, Fred Wilson from Union Square Ventures is starting a new foundation trying to raise $25 million to accelerate the teaching of coding in every public school in New York so that the school system doesn't have to go look for that money themselves, but this is new money coming in. But it's also partnered with people who will go into the school system, teach the teachers, teach the students, then mentor the students, maybe take them in as interns as they go through high school, and then they get jobs. And now they're starting to create the pipeline. So instead of waiting for government the tech community is trying to basically make this happen on its own. So I want to sort of have you spell out for me, like, what could this look like if there was a utopian sort of image of this public-private partnership? We have a new mayor coming in and here in New York City. Sort of use us as the example of what it, this could look like. Okay, so uh, so again, you know, governments are starting to learn to use technology to deliver the services that we expect them to deliver, pay your parking tickets online, check your real estate taxes, apply for public school. Let's call that e-government. But as government is starting to make more and more data available, the data they collect, assuming it's anonymized and privacy secure, they're starting to put it out publicly. The Obama administration has been doing this with data.gov. New York City has a data portal where there are literally hundreds of data sets that are being openly available to the public. The public is also collecting data themselves. You can take a picture of a pothole and put it on a map. You can you know, ways is tracking traffic, for example. So when you take the data that the government's collecting and the data that the public is collecting with these devices that we're all carrying around, you create an opportunity for not e-government, but what I call we-government, where we're starting to create an entirely new fabric of social civic engagement, where the public isn't thought of as passive and just being serviced by the government, but is thought of more as a partner in actually making the world a better place. So let's say five to ten years when a kid goes to school, they will not only be taught by their teachers, but potentially there will be uh, – what would it look like? Well, so what it might look like is is that schools are only open 15 percent of all the time in a year. Kids are only class a fraction of that time. But if we had broadband and particularly low-cost broadband to every single New York public school student in their homes and in their lives, they were connected, then you could have a community of of stakeholders, the parents, the teachers, uh, community leaders, the mentors, um, all the information resources of the world, all connected to the student. So the student is no longer just having learning moments in school, but is having learning moments in life. And so if you, if you think of community education and collaborative education and collaborative learning, the infrastructure for that is starting to appear. So in 10 or 15 years, we may not be thinking about schools specifically as the center 
of education, but rather as a node in a, an entire lifelong learning process where everyone can participate. The industrial model is over. The hyper-connected model is the future. And so every part of what we would expect to happen, education, economy, politics, are all going to go through this transformative process. And so it might sound a little utopian, and there are issues about privacy, security, markets being disrupted, but the potential for people to actually engage in a meaningful way to participate in helping a kid get through school or helping a neighborhood get um, more economic activity isn't no, is no longer just the realm of government or some nonprofit organizations. It actually be part of everybody's life. Okay, so just to wrap up, last question. Let's say you were at next month's New York Tech Meetup and the 30, 35,000 members were like, what can I do when I leave this meetup? What's one thing that I can do to um, not just further my company, but also make this city uh, have some civic innovation? What's like a simple thing that you're asking your tech meetup members to do? Well, the, 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 the most important thing they could possibly do is to go to the public school in their neighborhood, find the principal, offer their support, find a teacher who's willing, and give them some time, connect them to their work, and try to understand what the challenges are there and become a true partner in building a future that they want. Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Andrew Roche is chairman of New York Tech Meetup. He's founder of Personal Democracy Media and the nonprofit Mouse.org. This has been a New Tech City quickie, short conversations with interesting people. Our full podcast comes out every Wednesday at NewTechCity.org or on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. I'm Anoush Samarodi. Thanks so much for listening. 